0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to this episode 76 of Material, the show that's all about Google. A little bit of a special episode. Well, not special in that special can be good, special can be bad. Um, Russell, do you want to break the news to the rest of the group? Russell, our co-host, the famous app developer, Bon Vivant, Man About Town.
1: Yes, Andy, we do have some uh, special news for our listeners. You might notice that there's someone missing. Normally there's someone else that intros the show. I've forgotten her name. Jasmine... Uh, it starts with a J, I think. Something you're, like that.
0: You're putting you're putting on a brave face, such a <laughs> pretending that it doesn't matter. Yeah, Yasmin is not here this week because of a, oh. uh, a, 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 a
1: what was it, a schedule commitment or well, see, Andy, better I, offer or. I have some news on this, right? So you ask Yasmin what she does for a job, and she's like, "I slay." And you know that's how the kids talk. They're like, "They slay this and they slay that." It's you know, you're killing it. You're doing well. Then I started to think it's Christmas time. It's a very busy sort of time for a lot of industries you've got the building industry you've got the app development industry the podcasting industry perhaps not so much i'm starting to wonder if she's actually a professional assassin she maybe she literally slays and there are a lot of people you know people want to get rid of before christmas you know all the christmas grinches and things like that. so i don't want to i don't want to cast dispersions but i think she could actually be literally slaying today that's that's my theory Okay, well, that's no excuse because, you know,
0: I started my Uber style style, uh, startup as an assassin service like four years ago, and I killed like two guys today, and I'm still here
1: (laughs) on time. Yeah, but I I wonder if some of Yasmin's clients are a bit more high profile. Like, we're talking about people Santa would probably get get rid of, you know, top, 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 top of the naughty list, if you like. Mm. i I got to say, Andy, this this show is going to diverge into something crazy with the two of us here, but you mentioned the word Uber. Well, I... I yeah, go ahead. I have Sorry. an amazing story. So U- Uber Eats launched here in Adelaide, and they're not a sponsor or anything, so we're not trying to pimp them. But they dropped off all these vouchers into our mailbox. You know, ten dollars free Uber Eats if you know off your first purchase. And I guess what they're expecting you to do is order, you know, thirty or forty dollars worth of food. You know, get some friends together, be social. Uh, you get ten dollars off, great deal. That's not how I treated it. I'm like ten dollars. What can I order from the closest place possible that will give me a free meal? You know, including delivery. So I'm in a building. At the bottom of my building is a burger joint. Probably if you drew a line directly between us and them, it's maybe eight metres total, I'd say. You know, first floor versus third floor. So I ordered the $4 fries from them. There was a $5 delivery charge, so it came to $9. I'm like, sweet, it's all free. And then I got to watch out the window as a very confused delivery person turned up on their bicycle. She walked into the store. She's obviously picked up the order. She walked back out and she's kind of looking backwards and forwards down the street. (laughs) She's like, where is this place? Where is this place? And at that point... I went from feeling like, ah, oh, you know, this is such the funniest joke in the world, to feeling really bad for the delivery person. So I went downstairs, and I'm like, hey, it's me. And she handed me my $4 fries, gave me that look of, you know, what can only be, you know, bemused confusion, and, <laughs> and rode off into the sunset. But, you know, I, I did feel a little bit good afterwards again. I had, I had free fries. So thanks, thanks Uber, for that one. Mm-hmm. I'm probably never going to use your service again, but that free fries, I can't argue with that.
0: Well, and she's got to feel
1: kind of good because she got paid to really pedal almost nowhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she that's, wasn't even
1: pedaling. She was just walking the bike confused down the street. Yeah, like, that, what? What kind of moron would order, you know, three floors up? Mm. But that's it's me. I'm that kind of moron.
0: Well, I, well you, you went down to the street, though?
1: Yes, I did. Because initially oh, we'll we see. were all laughing about it. We're like, this is funny. And then when I saw there was a real human being looking confused downstairs, that's when my guilt started to kick in. I'm like, maybe I should go down there and explain like that it's me.
0: Yeah, see, for for me, with my social awkwardness, the free fries aren't enough to counter the awkwardness (laughs) of okay, do I tip this person? Do I not tip this person? Or now, now the fact that I felt so guilty, I went down to like meet her at the corner. Now does it mean would it be weird to say I'm just giving you money for no reason whatsoever outside of the fact that I feel like I need to give you money just to break the awkward tension?
1: Yeah, well, I did find out she's an international student, though, so I'm, I'm potentially paying for someone's tuition. That's that's the kind of uh, benefactor that I am. But I have to tell you, Andy, we're, we're in a safe place. You know, Yasmin's not here to defend Google Home. She's normally, Google Home is amazing, Google Home is the best. I've heard a rumor, Andy, that you've banished the Google Home from your bedroom, the most, you know, s- sacred of places in the house.
0: Yeah, and it was it was the I, I originally thought that we could have sort of a bicameral, like a good menage a trois between uh, the Echo and the uh, and the Google Home, as all that the the Echo would like stay where it is, like on the ground floor, serving the needs of the. People shouting from the kitchen, people shouting from the living room, people shouting from one of the offices, and that we would use Google home in the in the master bedroom for basically you know I'm getting dressed, do I need to wear the really good underwear, or where will the normal underwear do now that we're in December here in New England, and it just got to. <laughs> it just got too <laughs> annoying this is this is this is like the version one hardware the version one software mm. and the number of times where i've just had a, like i've i'm in bed and i'm just blinking my eyes and thinking this device is three feet away from me and it did not hear the command i just gave and i can i can see i, I can see the the little twinkling like rainbow lights spinning that it has heard a noise, and it's processing it after I've heard it, and then decided that, eh, screw him. <laughs> i'm not i'm not going to tell him <laughs> what the weather is in boston today I let him like find any. his own weather in boston yeah so and so maybe i'm sure that i'm sure that the thing is going to improve over time as the more as actual google assistant features start to filter their way through there uh, and it's i don't know As say i can get like a microphone array plugged into it so it can actually hear me that's the thing i'm, I'm wondering if i actually got a defective unit because that's there's just no answer for that i've i've i i Took it off. The, I have the shelf above my bed. That that's where I put it because I I, I would also like to use it just as an alarm clock. Uh, that is that is one of the coolest things about these sort of devices, where it's just like you're going to bed say say Go, Google wake me up at seven thirty, okay, alarm well, set for seven thirty a.m. It's but even it wasn't getting it there and so it's the the great thing about these devices is that. Unlike any other type of computer that I use, this is expected to really just work. You just ask it to do something, it does something. And Alexa has uh, a, a year and a half year year and a half worth of experience in uh, in sophistication. Uh, and so, for that reason, it's just yeah. I just it's it's just the thing I need. And and we also have the added the added benefit that I hadn't really counted on, uh, where. Uh, it's because it's uh, owned by it's run by Amazon and Amazon also uh, owns audible you know the the uh, the uh, uh, books on tape books on you know books on digital uh, uh, service uh, i'm often like saying you know hey uh, alexandria read and you can just you can just say read my book and so it knows oh, the wow. last book okay. that you were listening to and we will pick up right where it left off. And so it, it becomes I, – I actually did this last night and it, it got a little bit uncomfortable because it really was just like being like five years old. <laughs> read me it's a like, bedtime story. Ex- literally. It's like read me a story. Read me my story. Like, okay. <laughs> the Princess Diarist by Carrie Fisher. Read by Carrie Fisher. <gasps> And then I drift off to sleep with Carrie Fisher reading me a yes. bedtime story about how his pill popping nymphomaniac father had to be taken care of later in life. Yeah, you know, it was very sweet bedtime sort of stuff. So I'm again I'm not I'm not returning it. It's still it's still a lovely
1: inert object. <laughs> And I'll check. I'll check it out. Uh, check it out again later. Well, see, you've, um, you've made me feel slightly not as bad, Andy, because it's still not available in Australia. You know, many weeks and counting. I don't. I don't feel so bad now because I do have the the Amazon Echo. Uh, it is it is quite good for what it does you know there are a lot of things it can't do it'll just tell you no i don't no idea what you're talking about but it does seem very good at responding to your voice it's always there you know you say the trigger word it's like yep i'm here what do you need mm. and even the only time i've seen it stumble is if we have a very bad internet connection so if something's saturating the internet connection it'll spin those little led lights for all but even then like you know 30 seconds later or whatever it takes to get an internet connection it'll eventually get back to you and and do the thing that you are so it's a little bit disappointing if Google Home isn't quite as good. I mean, I know it's a version one. I know they've only had like a few weeks to, to kind of, you know, update it and whatever else. But if the microphones aren't up to it, that's one thing. Whereas if it's the software sort of back end that they can update, I guess that's, that's something else
0: yeah i'll have to figure that out i haven't uh, i'm still on the like consumer experience part of checking it out I did buy this i didn't this isn't a loaner um but I usually try to hold off until like i've ex- i've had the full consumer experience before I start working my google contacts to say okay is there does it just not like being next to like a cup of tea? Is that why the I do have it on the nightstand next to where I put like a hot a bottle, of, a thermos bottle of tea? So maybe that's, is that interfering with it somehow?
1: Uh, and I, <laughs> maybe it's English and it's like, you didn't offer me any tea. Like, thanks. I don't know. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for it's that just,
0: one. Well, it, it is weird. There, there is, is, uh, I think that the pro, it's, a, it's a disadvantage to Google that we've had or I've had ex, like a year's worth of experience. I'm finding that it's these little things I really prefer about Alexa, including. Just the simple fact that I can, if it's in the middle of giving me an answer or doing something and I want it to stop, I can just say stop and it will stop doing that. Uh, the, uh, uh one time when, uh, uh, when Google Home misinterpreted something as, uh, I wanted. I, I I thought it could do something as good as uh, as the echo could do, which is and it's just reflex at this point. So I know that. Oh, that's right. I don't know. I don't know whether I want to make this uh, trip into the city on Monday or on Thursday. I guess it depends on like if it's really good weather on Thursday. And so I said, "Okay, Shlomo, uh, what's the weather in Boston on Thursday?" And instead of giving me the weather for Thursday, it gave me, like, the extended forecast day by day for Boston that took it, like, <laughs> I don't know, like 11 minutes to read through, including, like, the tide levels and the, the shipping report and the farmer report. And I really – I just find, find myself saying, like, OK, Shlomo, stop. Stop. Like, uh, Damn it, I am stuck here It's <laughs> like I don't want to listen to this. You you gave me the wrong answer and now you won't stop giving
1: me the wrong answer. It's
0: disappointing. I, yeah. I spent money on this.
1: Yeah. I mean I'm sure this is something that'll improve over time. Maybe, maybe there's someone out there listening to the show. The the ability to stop at mid sentence, I gotta say, is an amazing feature of the Amazon Echo, okay, so so consider that one. Andy, someone else sent me an email. They, they want me to stop something. I I gotta share this with you. It says this is an important announcement for Australian Galaxy Note 7 customers. By the way, I didn't realise they spelt Note and 7 together. That looks a bit weird to me. (laughs) Who have not yet returned their Galaxy Note 7 device to their place of purchase. From December 15th, you will no longer be able to access any mobile network in Australia, which almost sounds like a threat. It's like December 15th, (laughs) you won't be able to access any network. doesn't matter if it's the one you're on or any other one. This is part of Samsung's ongoing safety measures to recover all affected Galaxy Note 7 devices. So it seems like... In Australia, at least, they're taking the extra step to be, you won't return it? Fine, we're just going to flick it off. See how you like that before Christmas. So I think they're pretty, pretty serious about getting these back. And an update on my one, they have sent yet another courier out to pick up the device that I've already returned to them. So that's two couriers now. <laughs> just to pick up a non-existent device. And I have yet to get my refund. They've assured me that it's going to be processed within 14 to 21 business days. So we're still within that period, I remain hopeful. But currently... I've returned the phone. I still don't have any money. Is is the current status of that?
0: Well, I don't know what the law is in Australia. In the United States, though, the next time they send you a, a courier, I think you're allowed to. Uh, we're allowed to keep him as a hostage <laughs> until we get the refund. <laughs> well, that's uh, good it's if, at least
1: worth a try. As soon as the third one turns up, that's my next plan. Is just to uh, to hold him hostage in the office, him or her, and just wait and be like, I can wait this out, Samsung. I can wait this out.
0: Well, not, maybe, maybe not. Well, you did you did send the phone back. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I sent it back like four weeks ago now. I think.
0: Okay, good. Because it, it, what they could do is you know, they, that, the implication of like that email they sent is that look, we're going to detonate it remotely on the twentieth, regardless. <laughs> if you want it to be inside your house when we do that, fine. It's up to you.
1: They're Like the phone's so going to do it on its own anyway. Where you're just pro- yeah. prolonging the inevitable. We can just we can push this button now, Russell. We can do this. Yeah, it, it almost <laughs> it almost feels a little bit like that, Andy. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, they they, they we have we, we haven't just dis, uh, discussed this, but I was just reading uh, today or the other day uh, where the now there of course there have to be uh, note eight rumors, and one of the big ones is that oh there won't be a headphone jack. So I so, said, well, they they already know that they they've already like every people are already upset with them to begin with. Why it's not as though that's going to cause a PR <laughs> problem that they took away the headphone jack?
1: I've got your PR R, R angle, Andy. The headphone jack is the thing that made it cause fire. That's all they have to to write some reports, get some engineers to sign off of it. This is why the phone caught fire. We have to remove it. What are you going to do? You don't well, want your phone to catch, catch fire, fire it,
0: was, it, it was an extra source of oxygen. It was acted as a <laughs> chimney. Or in, in, input with the, uh, with the pen slot acting as the output, the chimney output.
1: I have to say, I'm not sure if, if I'm on my own here or if this is a popular opinion or not, but I have seen a lot of people in the Apple world be like, see, Apple was right. Courage and all the other stuff. I'm really Ugh. disappointed if they actually go and remove the headphone jack. I mean, I know you can deliver audio over USB-C, and I know USB-C is the standard, but I don't I don't see the point. I've had an iPhone 7 now since it launched. It is supremely annoying at those rare times where you're like, I'm just going to, oh, no, I'm not going to plug my headphones into this. I'm just going to sit quietly on the plane because I literally have no way to listen to audio of this device apart from putting it on the speaker. And I know it's progress, I know it's all the other stuff, but I feel like... I feel like there's nothing wrong with the headphone jack. It's fine. Leave it on the device until you make your devices, you know, paper thin for whatever reason. Like this, there's no reason to get rid of it. Just, just leave it there.
0: Yeah, that's that whole thing. Of course, I'm a survivor of this whole, (laughs) this whole scandale (laughs) over the past year over on the iOS side of things, and it just got kept getting more and more annoying as time went by. Where my my attitude is that give me a really good reason why you got rid of it. And or if you're taking something away from me as a consumer, give me something in return. And so it just seemed like, well, we were deleting it because we don't want to solve the problems that are involved with putting a jack at the at, on on an edge of the device anymore so that's it's legit it's and I even think it's legitimate for Apple or any other company to say that we just i mean it's not our favorite way of getting sound out of the device. we think that we could use this other port so much better we don't think people are really going to be bothered by the change so we're keep asking ourselves why do we put ourselves through this if they just said that that would be fine, but then they and like <laughs> and all uh, the 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 fanboy element. Have to say, my God, I pity you that you actually want a headphone jack. I, I was actually, I mean, there, there are times where I ag- – I was actually embarrassed for Apple when they had, uh, when they when, when they had, uh, they had the, the rollout of the new iPhone, and they're actually saying it, it's as if the, it was as if they're saying, oh well, we we have this explosive pack. Inside the device, we've had there for 10 years. It's just such a danger having this thing. It's important. It's important. It's courageous for us to make this step and delete it. And... It was embarrassing because there's one of their big statements. Was this, this? I bet you don't know how old the idea of a headphone <laughs> jack is. It's been it debuted in 1921 in radio headsets, and we've why are we still using this nearly a hundred years later? And I, I want to like raise my hand and say, Well, uh, beer is is way older than headphone jack and it still works do you want to get rid of
1: that as well it's that's know not that? a reason well, my, my grandma is old you don't just get rid of things because they're old yeah. i can i've seen the argument in the past i saw people compare it to the serial port and the floppy disk and th- these are all things that had better replacements and i mean this has been talked about to death we probably don't need to, right, to right. go on about it but, but i the show. if samsung does get rid of it i'm, I'm not going to be on the the bandwagon being like Yes, Samsung. You're going in the right direction. I seriously hope a lot of other Android manufacturers resist the urge. Like we saw in all the Pixel marketing this year, Google were like, "Look, headphone jack right here. Isn't that cool?" I hope they still do the same thing next year. I'd I would hate for Google to come back and be like, "Yeah, we got rid of that thing. We we, we trumpeted on about. It's gone now. Here's you some USB C. Like I I hope it doesn't go that way."
0: Yeah. Well, one one thing uh, that makes it better than uh, the situation on the iPhone is that if it's USB-C, at least I can buy a pair of USB-C headphones and it's and not and not know that it'll only work with this one phone that I have. Is that that's that's that was kind of the, the kick in the shins with that that we're going to have you do a lightning connector. So go ahead, invest <laughs> in really good headphones. You'll only able, and if you ever decide to not to buy one of our phones, you'll have to buy another set.
1: Not only that, but if, hey, if, right if like me, you own one of their laptops, good luck plugging your the lightning headphones yeah. into that. It's just yeah, it's a bit of a mess, but. I tell you what, Andy, I, I really am excited about this next story. I've I heard that you have the Google Wi-Fi, and I'm hoping you have more than one of these because that, that's kind of one of the signature features. I am in two meshes as we speak. Ooh. One of them is the sexy mesh dance top that you see me wearing right now. I will be going to cl- <laughs> It going is very, very sexy. Tooth- I'm not going to post any screenshots of it, but I've got to say I'm I'm impressed. And he's still got. And still got to the to Tuesday Tuesday night uh, Abba fest at the at, at the at the Rio
0: <laughs> Canaro, you know, j- just just in my usual work clothes. Uh, but yes, I'm also uh, the uh, Google Wi Fi three uh, three station uh, Wi Fi mesh arrived this morning, uh, and so it's been going for nearly the whole day. Obviously, I can't give you like a full review review, but uh, it's working great so far. It's uh, it's already solved the it solved the problem that I again another thing that i bought because as it happens uh with with the with the google home it was because actually i kind of want to have this for long-term testing and it's easier than like emailing google after three months say, hey can i keep it for another four months and do you have to <laughs> <clears throat> with, with this one though it was because i've been trying to figure out a way to solve wi-fi problems in my house for a long long time uh, i'm right now i'm in the like a multi-purpose office that i do all my podcasts from and it's just i've never found a really good solution for having wi-fi in here Uh, and that's not a huge problem because all my computers really pretty much everywhere in the house i've got ethernet uh, running to running to them. Obviously, I'm not going to do like a podcast and trust it to Wi-Fi. But I also got these persnickety like iPads and phones that I tend to like want to get notes from, so I need to have Wi-Fi everywhere. And uh, I was just not happy with other solutions uh, because you can get uh, you. I, I tried. Well, what do I put? Why don't I put uh, another uh, uh, Wi-Fi router? Uh, in this office and we'll connect it via ethernet and we'll have like another wife a second wi-fi network and then you have to deal with the problem of well now what do you do when you transition from i'm moving from this one office to another will it automatically reconnect to someplace that's better and sometimes that works sometimes it wouldn't you can do you can set up uh, existing uh access points as wi-fi extenders so that they're not a new network they're just extending the old network and then you occasionally unfortunately i'm not uh I, I'm not the dumbest person in the world when it comes to networking, but I'm not really a qualified like network professional. And when you start just dropping new devices on a network as opposed to – Uh, all networks, really, they're designed to be set up all at once by someone who knows what they're doing. And so when you're in a house situation, one of the reasons why network devices often fail is that I first plugged in my... uh, I moved in here close to 10 years ago, and every now and then, I put in an extra switch someplace, or I put in another day station over there. And so... There are all kinds of collisions in traffic that I can't really figure out because I'm not smart that way, uh, and so just extending the network doesn't really pay off the way I want. Uh, so the idea of having a mesh network, where uh, in this case uh, three units uh, that cost about ninety ninety bucks each, something like that, the three pack cost me uh, cost me uh, not uh, much less than other mesh networks uh, came out there, and so rather than each one being a different node on a network these all work together to present itself as one single unified wi-fi network and they talk with each other uh much more efficiently than the way that your device talks to the network so it's not as though these are three 802.11 ao you know dot uh slash n or ac uh devices there's there's actually a lot some some sophistication going on there uh and so it T- took me a very short amount of time to set it up, and now I it seems to have really great coverage all over the house, and that wasn't even with me thinking really hard about where to put these things. Uh, so uh, there are three uh, – f- first of all, with the hardware, you get uh, th- uh, three identical devices. It's not as though you, there's one that's colored pink, and that's the one that has to plug uh, into your was, cable modem. I was going to ask this question.
1: So there's there's no modem inside there, yeah? It's just they're just – you have to plug them into some kind of modem that obviously connects right. to the internet? Each one of them has uh, a
0: uh, has an Ethernet jack on, actually two Ethernet jacks. So whichever which one of them has to be plugged directly into wired Ethernet. Uh, Ideally, uh, excuse me. According to the instructions, uh, they're asking you to please plug this into uh, your cable modem. But I'm I'm sure it would work if you just if I just plugged it into one of the switches here. But one of them needs wired Ethernet. There's uh, for for convenience. There's also a pass through Ethernet uh, uh, connector on each one of them, so that if you short on if, if if you already had all of the uh, if, if the switch on your cable modem was already full you could still use that as a pass through so you'd, you'd have the mesh going but you'd also have an ethernet port free but for the other two obviously you just plug it into power uh all three of them and they're, again they're three identical units uh they're uh, <laughs> they're all powered by usb-c uh so the, so <laughs> oh, the, the connector is actually usb-c yeah I'm sorry the connector is USB C yeah. uh, but you get three three identical adapters uh, you get uh, each one of them has a uh, a QR code uh, so setting them up is really easy you <laughs> it you do it with the uh, Google Wi-Fi app you just plug in the first one and then once that's plugged in the app will find it you don't even have to like turn off the network on your iOS uh, device or your Android phone. Uh, it will just simply find it and say, okay, great, I can see that's connected up. Uh, there is a QR code in the bottom so that... Uh, if you don't want to type in a identifier that tells it which actual hardware device it is, you can just beep, hold the camera up and it will just scan that QR code and we're all completely configured. You just name it, uh, choose a password for it, and then it will just simply say, oh, you, you got any more of these? Yeah, I got another one. Great. Okay, just plug it in. I'll find it. You plug it in, it finds it, you say, great, it got any more? Yeah, I got just one more. Great, plug it in, I'll find it. And so, and and you can also name each one of these so it makes sense as to which unit uh, you're actually looking at, uh, which is part of where we get into the ongoing coolness and creepiness of Google, where you can't, as much as I, I absolutely trust Google, however, I can't as I'm naming this thing suggesting like first it, it gives you like a list of like pre-chosen ones uh for and they're all they're all like names of places so uh, do you want to- office, living room, den, bedroom, master bedroom, hallway. And it's like, okay, so in addition to that that's that's useful for me because if something goes south or or if I want to know like which is which one I'm directly connected to or cl- most closely connected to, uh, I'll be able to track that down, but it also means that Google now knows that <laughs> if my if my phone is con- is on the mesh and it knows that its strongest signal is coming from the one marked bedroom. It knows <laughs> I'm in the bedroom, or at least where. And I, I really kept. I really considered like just giving giving these places like you know Pixar room numbers, like you know, like like. <laughs> Uh, build, Building E,
1: room room thirty one. Just <laughs> no, to keep any. that nice. You need, nice need to pick s- a theme. This is um, this used to be a massive thing in the corporate world. You know, we'd have two hundred servers or whatever, and you'd have to name each server cluster by some kind of theme. You know, you pick Star Wars or Simpsons yep. or place names or you know obscure Shakespearean references or whatever. That I think you have to go down that track.
0: That, that's you're you're not you're not even joking because that's actually that's what I do that's what's that's actually good good uh, operational procedure because you at least know that if everyone is a, if if there are two different devices on the network. And they both seem to be characters from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You know that there must be a reason why they're named that way. Okay, they're all like on the same, plugged into the same router, or they're all connected to the same work group. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I do something kind of similar to that, even though it doesn't have to be quite that complicated. Uh, but I can. But I'm getting, I'm getting five bars uh, all throughout the house. And again, I haven't really, I haven't really been careful about it. It does say that it's best if there are there, uh, if you put each node no fewer than 2 rooms away from each other or at least no fewer than 2 rooms away from yeah. whatever the whatever the closest one is and i was immediately i'm, I'm Okay, it's a kitchen. The kitchen isn't really a room so much as it is a <laughs> what do you mean central hub through
1: which Does that count as, yeah. Okay, uh, so, so I have some questions about this, Andy, because I, I am at the moment building a new house. It's probably a good seven months away. And I'm trying to figure out what the best solution is to, to Wi-Fi the house. There's, there's going to be Ethernet as well. But, you know, Wi-Fi is like you say for iPads, iPhones, that sort of thing. It's pretty essential. So. One thing I want to know is, can you do things like prioritize devices? Can you say, "Don't tell anyone," but you know my device gets better access to the network than than everyone else's?
0: Yeah, there's a. You're using the Google Wi-Fi app, and it's a really good management app that lets you do all kinds of tricks. One of them is that you can say that, like, let's say that, I, let's say I did want to like run my uh, streams, uh, stream video through this, uh, this. Uh, My laptop or my iPad. You could go into the app, and if you're the administrator, say, by the way, this computer gets uh, gets priority over all other requests for the next hour, or even just on an ongoing basis. Uh, You can even do things. It's 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 obviously a consumer oriented networking device, if such a thing is possible. uh, Which means that uh, consumer oriented home network means how can I inflict pain and punishment upon my children? Uh, That's (laughs) got to be a big priority. I mean, why why else do you
1: have kids if not? not to run, you know, psychological experiments and you know, short-term ones. We don't want any long-term damage, but the short-term ones. So can can you do things like put their devices That's why
0: you, you named that's why you named your kid your your your, your twin sons experiment and control. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or placebo and actual. Yeah. So that's that's one thing i'll be looking for so i've got a Netgear router at the moment and the kids are starting to get to that age where they've got their own ipads for school and they've got sort of laptops and things and then they're not really at the age where you know i look sometimes you know i snoop through their history and it's like the stuff they're looking for is minecraft and whatever else who cares but pretty soon i'm pretty sure it won't be if i remember my childhood so can you do stuff like turn off the internet at a certain time to like their devices and nice
0: yeah, there's, there's a feature they call actually family Wi-Fi pause, so you can just globally turn off the internet for an hour because it's dinner time and we're <laughs> supposed to pretend that we can we still know how to talk to each other. But you can also uh, create uh, sh- shut down the internet like for two hours by device or by group. Uh, when you act, one of the nice graphical aspects of the Google Wi-Fi app is that. At any time, you can see all the nodes on this mesh and see the list of devices that are connected at any one time. So you can see if your neighbor is, you know, getting his four K Roku streaming through your own. Pick pick a better pick a better password, by the way. But you can see who's <laughs> on the network. But because or a every neighbor. yeah, <laughs> well, as, long as he doesn't ask where his snow thrower went, I'll we'll, we'll, we'll allow that to happen. Um, but because every device you ever put on a network has a unique the the network controller on that piece of hardware has a unique address so it can associate with a specific device and it will pull that uh, device information whatever it can but you can also uh, figure out that okay that's my that's my son uh, d'artagnan's ipad so you can name this device d'artagnan's ipad and that's another sort of you know like in, a, in a domestic spy work thing where it's like okay well let's see that that's interesting where d'artagnan says that he's in the kitchen but he's actually <laughs> his ipad is actually closest to the one that's near the garage what, you, you could he be that playing with his dirt bike yeah, well, it's not—it's not—it's not a physical map, but it will tell you oh, which okay. node. So, so oh, that's getting back to if you've if you've named these nodes to, uh, according to like where they physically are, you get kind of an idea of where people are in the house if you want to do that. Uh, but so that, so that you can also, but it means that you can group uh, devices together, so you can you you have a list of all the kids' computers and iPads and phones, and you can just call them kids' computers, and then just simply tell uh, tell Google Wi-Fi you know get, don't don't let the kids' computers have access to the internet from from like a half hour after dinner until an hour before bedtime, or and in- then at bedtime just shut them down completely. Meanwhile, you uh, you and your spouse are free to uh, gamble and romp and play through the worlds of Warcraft <laughs> all you want, unrestricted. Um, it's, it's got it's, it's got some stuff that I haven't tried out yet um uh you can also, you can set up a, a separate guest network that has different passwords so that uh, if you have people visiting they don't have <laughs> permanent access to your network they just get access like, temporarily uh, but the other cool thing is that uh, it also works with uh, uh your uh, connected light bulbs and other smart home devices there's actually a feature where if you just uh go to the web go to the the go into any web browser on any device on the network and go to the uh, address on dot here, it will take you to this really nicely done web page that will show you a list of connected devices and let you turn things on and off. And so you don't necessarily need to have the Hue app installed. You just go to your watch or go to your, uh, go to your phone or anything like that. Uh, So, not sure if I'd like my, my, uh, my house guests to have access to, uh, to, to these things, but it's, uh, it's, it shows a certain m- amount of ambition that makes me think <laughs> that the amount of money I paid for this will give me far more than just the ability to check Twitter on my iPad while I'm in hour two of a three-hour podcast.
1: I'm going to say, Andy, this, this sounds like the perfect product. Is, is, let's say I'm rushing out to the shops so and I don't want to get one of these. Is there anything that might cause you to hesitate? Like, is there anything you think mm, not not quite baked yet, or not sure about this? Uh,
0: not yet, not really. Uh, again, I'm, I'm sure they'll be annoyed by it uh, when, <laughs> by the time we record next week's show, uh, because we we're only talking about like one hours, uh, one day's worth of uh, experience with it. But uh, I, uh, it was easy to set up. It achieved the goal that I wanted to achieve, which is to give me uh, four or five bars of Wi-Fi all through the house. And, I'm, and this isn't a small house by any means. Uh, it's uh, the idea that if I wanted to extend this into the garage, I could just buy another one for 100 bucks and keep extending it. Uh, there, This isn't the first mesh network uh, device that's been available for for homes. Uh, but at 300 bucks for the three-pack, that's not a lot of money currently. Uh, it's a lot more money than, let's say... The, the the other solution that I was thinking of was, what if I buy a really good uh, Wi-Fi router? That's the sort of thing that it looks like a spider because it's got like 12 antennae.
1: It's the right. netgear Doom Death Spider, right? And it, I live in quite a small house at the moment, so it works really well. This thing has so many antennas on it that it just saturates probably your entire um, you know neighborhood with Wi-Fi. But the, the problem I, I'm thinking is, you know, new house, lots of different walls. Like, I, I've heard that even the most amazing of these routers you're just up against physics like once you've been through enough walls and enough distance and whatever else you you can't crank this single signal any higher you're going to get a far better response rate if you kind of sprinkle a few of th- these things in your home and that does seem to be the way a lot of routers are going now i know there's there's eero there's a lot of other companies that do it that their whole thing is stop trying to get you know a router with 300 antennas on it just buy three routers uh you know put one here put one there they talk to each other don't worry about it
0: Yeah, that's that's historically the problem. I remember that I was uh, once I was uh, doing a project where I was being put up in somebody's house, and like the three people who were on this project were like in these like I'm talking a huge like a palatial like (laughs) rich person estate sort of thing, (laughs) and uh, this was like a few years ago before rich people wanted to show off how much internet they had everywhere. And so I, I was just uh, found myself in this very, very beautiful room, but it had this gorgeous, like as a, as a sort of a focal point in it, this beautiful like fireplace with this nicely could almost be like a rock climbing wall. And it was beautiful when I entered the room, but then when I realized that this was the only spot in the entire house that had this Wi-Fi proof shield sealing it off from the rest of the house. I mean, seriously, if I if I were to hold my laptop out the window, <laughs> I would get like three and a half bars. If I were to have it inside the room, anywhere like one half of one bar. So yeah, that's it. Seems like that's the best way to go. But yeah, I mean, three uh, the these really nice ones that I was thinking about uh were th- uh, these are. It'll still cost you about. 150 dollars. So that's still you're still getting way up there beyond what a simple Wi-Fi router would uh, would cost you. And there's just nothing that will steer something around a brick wall. There's nothing that will uh, solve that problem. I- including if you don't, if you uh, want, if you uh, are a fan of wired Ethernet, you can drill holes in walls. You can't really. You can drill holes in brick walls, but that's you can't patch those really easily. Uh, and some households, they you know, there, there are one or more people who will not approve of you just having cat six cables just snaking <laughs> everywhere. So Even if it's it on the roof, like
1: nicely gaffer taped. I don't know, Andy. It's weird. Apparently, it's an it's an eyesore. I don't know where people get this idea from.
0: I offer to use that, that orange striped safety tape that OSHA demands to make sure that people see it and don't trip on it. But, well, some people just <laughs> want to be dragged
1: kicking and screaming into the 21st century. It's kind just of sad sort of, really. It's progress. I mean, look, you can see the information technology flowing down the wires. It's just amazing. <laughs> well, speaking of progress, <laughs> well, this is, I don't know if this is progress or not.
0: Um we had some bad news and I'm um, uh I'm sure we'll have to re- revisit this uh this topic next week when Yasmin comes back on Motorola which is in a to be fair, they're in a rebuilding sort of phase now that they've been spurned by their second owner.
1: <laughs> <They're> <laughs> it's not and- you, Motorola. It's it's me. I just I just need more space. I need more time. It's nothing to do with you. And you hear this enough times. If you're Motorola, and you start thinking, is it though? What if it is me? And I think you're right, Andy. This is a safe place to talk about it because if Yasmin was here, she's a massive, massive Android Wear fan. She would tell you that Android Wear's fine. It might, nothing wrong. <laughs> it might, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's yeah, got more.
0: My, my favorite – I think this is the best wearable uh, – Best uh, uh, before, let's say, September of, of 2016, <laughs> I would have not accepted any argument that the best uh, wearable is not the uh, the uh, Moto, uh, Moto Wear 2, the Moto 2 uh, 360 that came out last year, which suspiciously, like almost every other watch, was not updated hardware-wise this year. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, the Shaquille Barkat, the head of product global product development, at Motorola, said to multiple outlets that they just don't see enough pull in the market for smartwatches to put a new one out at this time. Uh, although he held he, it's not the project isn't canceled. It's just that they seem to be perfectly happy just to keep uh, Moto uh, uh, Moto uh in production without really investing in further development um he, he continues that wearables do not have broad enough appeal for us to continue to build on it year after year so it's not he says definitely not uh, a new motorola watch before uh, android wear two is released in 2017 uh, and almost certainly no new watch in 2017 the only bit of optimism is that he says uh, we believe the wrist still has value to say nothing of its ability to keep your hands attached to the rest of your body, uh, I'm just helping him out there. Uh, and there <laughs> will be a point where they provide value to consumers more than they do today. So we, I would like to see more enthusiasm for Android Wear. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know because because I agree with you, Andy. I think the Moto 362 is probably still the best-looking Android Wear smartwatch that's on the market. I know some people have criticised it because it has that tiny bit of you know display down the bottom that's not part of the display but i think if you've ever owned one it's also and it's also
0: still too big for women's wrists which is a huge problem yes
1: yes there there is that as well although they did make a slightly smaller one so so credit there they need to make it smaller again but you know that the, they they almost got there and you kind of felt like if there was a version 3 you know maybe there was one that would fit on small wrists maybe there was you know they could finally make the screen fully round i don't i think the the real problem here is if you're looking at this and you're Motorola and you're looking at where you put your money and you're looking at sales figures and you probably you can probably infer the sales of a lot of your competitors as well you know everyone outside of Samsung you can look at how well you know Huawei and all the other watches are selling and you've got to say it hasn't been a massive consumer hit you don't walk into the subway you don't walk down the street and just see every single person you know on their smartwatch oh these these kids on their smartwatches they just won't get off the smartwatches you know remember before we had smartwatches that's hasn't become a thing that became a thing with the smartphone really quickly you know within maybe a year and a year and a half of the smartphone you know, revolution sort of coming with the iPhone, suddenly you saw them everywhere. You know, you're know, you like, ah, oh, iPhone, 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 and eventually Android, Android, Android. I haven't really seen the same thing with smartwatches, and it's been two years now, two and a half, three years, since Android Wear first launched. I'm trying to think. It yeah. was Google I.O. I think 2013. 2014. 20,
0: 20, uh, uh, the first motorola moto 360 was released in 2014 i think that was first snook the first video we had of it was february or march of that year yes i think you're right so i
1: don't know i, I
0: I'm, don't know whether any hardware was shown before then i think Maybe there was a square I don't know. Who knows? So but LG released a sure.
1: square one that they first launched at Google O. So Google actually gave them to us. They're like, here's the – you can choose between – there was a Samsung one and there was an LG one. Yeah,
0: There are two square ones that you could have right away or you could wait for the 360, and a lot of people were waiting for the 360 because it looked cooler.
1: <laughs> it looked just a million times cooler. They actually gave you both. You could choose one of those two, and then later on they shipped the, uh. the 360. So we did end up getting that. But it, there was a lot of excitement then. It was like, wow, you know, smartwatch is cool. This is the future – You know, it was the most natural thing in the world to have something on your wrist if you're like a watch wearer already. But I feel like since then, you know, a lot of people said, "Ah, Fitbit's dead." You know, goodbye Fitbit. Who would have a dedicated, you know, band on their watch just to track their fitness? That's so stupid. Like everyone's going to want a smartwatch. And meanwhile, Fitbit as a company has been doing really well. You know, that their sales are increasing. They've got more models. There's a lot of excitement around that. And then you look at things like the Moto 360, and I don't see any buzz there. Like it seems like. There was initial buzz and there was hype, and then it just kind of dropped off as people. I don't know; there just didn't seem to be the the take up that maybe Motorola expected.
0: Yeah, a bunch of problems there. And speaking and speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, Fitbit, so the it looks like they're buying the, the very first real smartwatch company to come out and have a success. Uh, so they're buying Pebble, uh, which is they they're the first success. That's a company that raised a bajillion dollars on Kickstarter for their first watch, and it looks very much for. By the way, for It amounts to kind of chump change. I think it's – they bought it for – they bought the company for its outstanding debt, whereas a year or two earlier, uh, the company was – routinely turning down much more uh, glamorous offers but i think uh, i think the price was something like 30 or 40 million dollars uh and uh, they and pebble which is having absolutely no problems figuring out how to build smart watches thank you very much uh, is not going to continue to make pebble watches obviously they bought it for the personnel they bought it for the intellectual property uh they brought it for the for the patents so unfortunately this is this thing is going to be dead 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 uh and it, it does look like people uh, everybody, including Apple, had a problem convincing people that there was any sort of a need for this. They, I think the success of Fitbit and, uh, and uh, the devices that were being made by Garmin and others kind of showed that people were okay with the idea of having notifications on their wrist and limited sort of interaction between the device and the phone. They are really – you could really sell them on the idea of here's a $100 device for $150 device that will let you kind of nudge you when it turns out that you haven't left the house in two days, uh, that will help you help you uh, achieve fitness goals. And more importantly, help you rub it into your friends. That, Aha, I ran to, I run eight, mi- I <laughs> ran eight miles today. You didn't run eight miles all last week. Ha 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 Aren't you glad you signed up for Strava? Like I try, I conjoled you into doing, um, and a, a, a device that's much more low-key that will last nearly a week on battery versus here's a device, here's an Apple Watch that costs $400. It will last a day, maybe a day and a half on battery. It does a kajillion things, but none of them really easily, uh, except for tell time. It does a very, very easy to ch- to take to tell the time uh, and very easy to switch watch bands, but that's pretty much all that was easy with the original release of the, uh, of the, of, of the watch. Uh, and even Apple is finding that they're having a hard go of it. Although uh, some, some, I think it was Business Insider made some sort of comment about how in the dumps Apple Watch sales have been. Which it's it's a borderline failure, and Tim Cook felt the need to make a special statement and say, "Look, you know our holiday sales are through the roof. It's like the biggest, fastest selling holiday product we've had for for quite some time." And I think part of that is uh, because they. Part of it is because they are no longer demoing the watch by saying, hey, look, I can open my garage door remotely from the watch (laughs) and see video of the garage door opening. And now they – which is what all the early demos were all about. And here's a doctor wearing an Apple Watch, like watching the tracing of the EKG coming through, which is a really good populist sort of feature. Everybody wants to be able to watch – everybody is a doctor and everybody wants to watch EKGs live on a watch (laughs) and not Not on a huge device that lets you see.
1: Draw pictures to your friends, you know, send them your heartbeat. That was was the initial sort of intention. They've – They've doubled down on the whole fitness thing now, it seems like. They've teamed up with Nike, they've got fitness this, fitness that. And I, I think that's what Fitbit has proven. Like, I think the other thing that Fitbit's proven is that people like a device that's ruggedized. So, if you think about it, you know, you, you can wear it, wear it while swimming, you can wear it while jogging when you get all sweaty, you can wear it to activities like volleyball that's, you know, covered in sand everywhere. Whereas the original Apple Watch, you know, you couldn't take it in water. It was pristine. It was all like shiny and metal. You're like, oh, I don't want to get that scratch while I exercise. I had like leather bands and things. It's like it was trying to be a watch and a fitness device. And I don't know how well that worked out. And it seems like this year Apple have gone, yeah, let's try and make more of a fitness device. You know, there's the Nike version with the, you know, fluoro yellow band and it's all waterproof. And it even spits water out of the thing when you get out of the swimming pool. They're like, swim with it. Do it. You know, get out there and exercise.
0: Yeah, I mean they 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 made a they clearly paid a lot of attention to uh, all the feedback they were getting from customers and the press and everybody over the past year. Uh, it's not only and also I'm I'm sure they're also paying attention to Fitbit sales numbers and uh, and all realize that every single person who designs electronics also owns every other device that's related to that because it's not because they're stealing but because you can't really see how something works until you actually use it. And so I think they were getting a lot of information from there. And to their credit uh, the the uh, watchOS 3.0 is a, it's almost an entire it, it makes my version 1 watch that I bought like on release day uh, almost like it's a whole new piece of hardware it's so much easier and so much more natural and it's all by really just by getting rid of features that were just getting in the way uh, and making things way more complicated and the other thing is that now you can buy one for like about 250 dollars which is right in the top end of an of a fitness watch so you can get a really good fitness watch for 250 bucks you can get an android wear watch for about 250 dollars i don't know whether there's something magical about the 400 dollar number but for did that have uh, oh, i'm sorry or 369 dollars for the uh, 42 millimeter excuse me the smaller version of it uh but that seemed i, I think i really think that goosed a lot of sales and let's also give them credit that this is a watch that looks perfectly great on a, on a woman's wrist and it's really problematic to have a any piece of hardware that you can only really sell to f- less than half of species that's out there. (laughs) You know, it's it's, it's it's not not, not sexist. It's a lack
1: of engineering, It's not even just women. Like, I've met a lot of men with small wrists. Like, people come in all shapes and sizes. You know, some women have giant wrists. Some men have, like, tiny wrists. I've I've met a lot of guys that are like, I put one of these watches on, and I'm just not into, like, having my entire wrist covered in, you know, this giant circle. They're like, look, smartwatch. And this is the... This is the question I had for you, Andy, right? So Google was demoing a, a lot of other watches at Google O this year and a lot of them are huge and they're like, you know, cell connectivity, that's what everyone wants. You know, GSM, we're going to build that in. GPS, we're going to build that in. I wonder, is that what people outside of, you know, our circles actually want? Like I, I don't I, – I know it's always hard to talk about the norms and you're like, what do normal people want? And normal people are, are people too with sort of their own interests and niches and things but – I wonder if going like cell connected is the right way. Like I almost think like if this thing is going to take off, it almost has to be more single purpose. Like I personally, I want something that tells the time. Yes, very important to know what time it is. But the other part of it is I just want the fitness tracking. I don't particularly want apps on there. I don't want to order an Uber from my watch. I don't want to see the latest hotel bookings or whatever. I don't know if I even want to talk to it necessarily. Like I want to be able to have it automatically track, you know, things that I do and just be like, yep, I'm jogging now, I'm cycling or whatever. I want it to be ruggedized. I don't want to feel like if I'm playing like soccer, for example, or if I'm playing volleyball that I have to take the thing off because it feels like that defeats the purpose of it. Like I... I wonder if the future of wearables should be more in that direction. I don't know what you think about that.
0: Yeah. I, I really feel sorry for the people who are developing this hardware because you've really, it's, there are very few folks that are, you could, that you could say are, uh, uh, true visionaries. There, there, there's no, there are no Willy Wonkas in technology. Where this factory has closed gates and closed doors, and then they release something into the blue, out of the blue, that totally is new and totally transforms everything. Really, you gotta see how he, you gotta send food out into the dining room and see what the plates that come back look like. You know, they they ate all of this, but they left most of the vegetables here. That's how's that's how you know that okay, they're not going for this part of it uh and so that's exactly the situation that uh that all these makers are in no one has no one has been clamoring for a smartwatch nobody it just seems like the next uh it's it seems like the the next obvious place for apps and hardware to go like like it's it's like knowing that somewhere in this 10,000 acre area there is a fortune in gold but we we know it's there. It's got to be – every piece of science says that there's got to be gold here. We just don't know exactly where it is, and even if we know that it's here, we don't exactly know how to get it out of the ground. But it's there, and it's a fortune waiting for someone to pick it up. So that's why they're all kind of working on this. I don't – I keep trying to – I keep trying to think about who is the – person who would want a watch with gsm built with like a cell phone radios built into it i mean is this you'd have to have a person who is okay with leaving the house without their phone you know i'm sure that everybody apple watch users included they would love to have this uh this smartwatch not be quite so dependent on having a phone tethered to it uh, not just for, hey, I want to be able to go out for a run for a half hour or an hour and not have to bring my phone with me, but also the, the less time it spends talking to the phone, the faster it can get to the thing that I want it to do. Um, but... That's a whole site different from saying that I want to leave the house with just the phone. I want the phone to do everything I want to – every time I want to check Facebook while I'm waiting in line at the bank, every time that I need to check for a bus, every time that I, rem, I remember that, oh, I meant to order something on Amazon because so I, I want to have it ready on Wednesday when I'm, I'm cooking this thing. I'm just not sure. I just don't – I can't picture the person who would be that, per, that, that consumer.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the real problem for me as well. When you saw the original smartphone with the iPhone, you kind of could get that. You're like, this is a little device that's connected to the internet and gives me access to a world of information that, yeah, I could get from my computer, but isn't it a lot more convenient that if I'm standing in line at a, a grocery store or I have to do something really quickly, pull this thing out, do what you need to do, put it back in. The, the whole app thing made perfect sense. And I, I feel like Apple with the original Apple Watch they banked on the whole apps thing. They're like, this thing has apps and apps solve every problem imaginable. Don't you guys love apps? Everybody loves apps. And then people are like, yeah, I don't I don't love apps on this thing. Like the screen is too tiny. The interaction method is a bit wonky. Even the whole digital crown thing is a bit like, Nyeh. yeah. And then Google went the same way. They're like, Android Wear With apps, you know? Apps are great. And And that was the same thing. It's like, yeah, I can install apps on this thing, but... I don't. I don't think that's compelling enough. You know, you put a smartphone in front of someone and you say, "Hey, check out the apps," and they're like, "Apps are amazing. I'm in. Mean, the internet's amazing. I'm in." Mean, you put a smartwatch in front of someone and you say, "Apps are on here too," and they're like, "Yeah. Like I just. I, I'm yeah. the same as you. I don't see. It. I know a lot of companies. They know, like you say, they know something's there. They know that." The wrist is, I hate to use this term, but it's valuable real estate, you know, for the for companies that want to be on there, you know, it's, it's more, it's obviously physically more attached to you than something that's sitting in your pocket or on your desk or on your table or whatever. But uh, I just don't know the apps is the the way to push that forward.
0: Yeah, they, it, it, uh, although you can't deny that it's such a convenient thing. Now we're we're sort of doubly uh we're we're in the, the a, or, excuse me in the in New England we're in that season of year where I absolutely appreciate having this watch on my wrist that I can just you know tap tap my watch and like say when's the next bus or get me an Uber without having to like dig through three layers of clothing <laughs> because it's twenty <laughs> degrees outside and I have to keep my phone like in a close pocket so so it's getting those batteries aren't freezing uh, so I'm keeping it warm like I would a newborn babe Uh, but I think in retrospect um, I think that uh, Apple like everybody else uh, like, like Google and everybody else kind of overestimated the what people would be using it for i think they should have started small with something that they could really master which is again they with with divine uh with the divine recollection of things that were information that was not available to them when they were making all these plans Okay, so it turns out that people really like the fitness features. People like notif- – in terms of uh, making a smartwatch, they like having notifications and they love being able to at least just have a quick action on that notification, meaning that I don't have to be able to re- send a full reply. But I, if I can just swipe someplace and type yes or no or uh, or fire off an emoji as a quick response, that's great. Uh, a- Apple – one of the other reasons for Apple's success is that um, – It's just a beautiful watch, you know, and this is something that took me a month or two to really uh, I I love it when I'm evaluating a new product and it's teaching me where I was stupid or where I wasn't creative enough in my understanding where uh, most of most of my uh, uh, notes were about, you know, the things that a tech. Reviewer and a nerd would say, "Oh gosh, it's too. The latency is way off, and I have to tap too many times to get from here to there. And it, I'm playing a piece of. I'm listening to music. Uh, I'm listening to uh, to a podcast in my my favorite uh, podcatching app, whichever one it may be. Uh, and uh, and why why is it that it, that the watch doesn't know that? Hey, I'm listening. Here's the here's the podcasting app, podcatching app I'm listening to right now. Make that front and center. So if I want to pause or something, why do I have to go tap tap swipe 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 to find that icon? All the sort of stuff. Uh, it's just a pretty watch. I, I realized that the the, the next, next level of sophistication, I'm sorry, is that I realized that really all it has to do to be successful is to be a cool watch. And there are a lot of cool watches that cost $400. Uh, and so if it was just a beautiful watch with these extremely well-made, it is beautiful, it is extremely well-made, with the added bonus that has these really beautiful bands that I could swap... <laughs> Uh, I can go to I can uh, wear the sport band while i'm riding my bike to get to work. I can wear this casual nylon band at work and then because I'm going right from work to someone's uh, engagement party, I can swap the the casual f- funny band with a, with the strawberry logos on it and switch that for a nice metal band that makes it a cool watch and that's good enough so if all they did was make a cool watch that has fitness tracker built into it works with Apple health uh, and gives notifications and we're going to sell that for two hundred and fifty dollars. And we've done the math. Here here I'm speaking as Apple. And we've done the math. We figured out that in a couple of years we can make a version of this with a lot more features for the same amount of money. That would have been pretty darn good. No one would have have had any complaints. A lot more people would have bought it straight out of the gate. Uh, And that uh, that would have been it. I have have a lot of the same sort of stuff going on with my uh, Moto 360 version too. Um, I I do actually use because it puts the apps that I want or at least the information I want front and center because it has this Google Now type interface which I still think is really a a brilliant idea for for a watch. I just like the fact that I'm getting notifications. I'm getting credit for the times where I'm going for my constitutionals without having to remember to turn something on on my phone to get it. And I like the fact that I can have a kitty cat. <laughs> I can have I can have a watch face that's a little kitty cat that wakes up and yawns and stretches, you know, if I if it's if the watch face is active for too long, you know, it's a cool watch. It's a cool $250 watch. I'm glad I bought this watch for $250. They have to they have to sometimes appeal to the emotions rather than to the rational center of the of the brain. Um, let me. Well, we should move on, but I just want to, uh, uh, in case I've created the impression that uh, <laughs> Android Wear is dead. Actually, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's kind of on pause. Google kind of shot themselves in the foot. A lot of companies did not want to put out new uh, hardware this year because Android Wear 2.0 is supposed to be really huge and has a lot of features that are going to require new hardware. And so why, why, uh, or even if you're not going to be necessarily coming out with a brand new watch, why not take advantage of all the hype around 2.0 and say, hey, our watches ship with Android 2.0. And it does look, uh, I think that uh, it looks like uh, Android. Excuse me, Google has learned a lot of the same uh, lessons that Apple has because 2.0 you. You can see that as much as I liked Android Wear One, you could see that they said, "Okay," and they put they put one word on uh, they put a couple of words on the on the chalkboard like as they're developing this. Say, okay, the entire thing is going to be let's make this work independently. Like if, like you can just strap a Fitbit on and it will work, and it doesn't matter what apps you have because it's self contained. Because uh, a lot of the standout uh, features are uh, 2.0, which is going to be released looks like early ish 2017. I think they got yeah. It was originally like pre- 2016, before. but it's been yeah. moved
1: to uh, 2017.
0: Right, so I think they're in Developer Preview 4 or something right now. Uh, so it'll support standalone apps. So it's not an app that is uh, linked to an app on the phone. You can have an app that just lives on the watch itself. Uh, these apps can have direct access to the cloud. So if you're near Wi-Fi or if you're uh, via Bluetooth, if you have a connection to the internet, it can talk directly to the internet. Uh, and get data and uh, get interaction that way. Uh, the Google Play Store will be on the watch. You can buy apps and install them directly. I don't know why you would want to do that on this tiny, first looking <laughs> round screen, but you can do that as well. Um, and uh, as so, so basically, they're they're trying to get the they're trying to get the same sort of people who don't necessarily want to buy an accessory for a phone. They just want to buy a cool fitness style watch that has neat features on it. Um, and it'll also open up Android Wear to to uh, iPhone users because before you could really – it really kind of stank. It, right now it kind of stinks to have a, an Android, Android Wear watch that only really works with Apple – uh, excuse me, with the Google apps on the iPhone and standard notifications. Uh, you, can't, you have no access to – you can't just get special apps for the watch because you have to have an Android app that's paired with it so the ability to have just standalone apps you can have you can have have an iphone put this thing on download apps to the play store directly on the thing that'd be pretty cool uh they're giving it a whole visual makeover material uh makeover and a whole bunch of other user interface tweaks like putting the application tray like swiping up to get it to get it that thing uh uh, keyboards uh, gesture keyboards um complications which is something that they're uh, a trick they're getting from uh from uh, watchOS uh where every Android Wear 2.0 watch app can accept information little widgets screen widgets from arbitrarily any Android Wear 2.0 studly uh phone app so instead of whereas before I have like the weather app that can get uh, weather information from this other weather app that's on the phone that's designed to work with it, I can just simply say, I want to have my step count from this one app, I want to have my last note from Evernote, and I want to have an icon from not whatever place that Google Now is getting its weather from, but I want it to get from the WCVB Channel 5 in Boston's uh, weather app. Uh, mm-hmm. Smart replies uh, for, uh, to uh, messaging uh, powered by Google Assistant, uh, third-party gestures so that if you want to Uh, created uh, if an app maker wants to make a fast forward thing that's just draw an arrow on the screen it'll go uh and also like we're talking about this will this version will support uh gsm radios on the watch uh, as well as nfc so if you if Samsung or someone does want to make an all-in-one watch phone uh, that can actually place calls and take them on the phone, they can do that. NFC, which hopefully will power uh, contactless payments. I'm I'm absolutely with Yasmin. Uh, the only thing that I super 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 miss about uh, the from the six months I spent with the Apple Watch is not even having to take the do the simple act of taking my phone out of my pocket to pay for something uh, every time that I was in an I was in an airport <laughs> and cut, your, your hand are full and you're kind of stressed out and you just want your you just want your egg McMuffin and your and your Dr Pepper. Don't judge me. It's it's caffeine, it's sugar, it's coffee. Like, okay, fine. And, and and you're just like just tap your wrist against this transponder and you got it. I never felt like either aristocracy or a thief as much in my life that I didn't but I didn't show you my phone. I didn't pay
1: for it. <laughs> How do you know I've even paid? I'm leaving now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. And and a whole bunch of uh, fitness apps. So uh, if I hope that Uh, you're excited about where 2.0 I am uh, and I'm more excited about new devices that they come out with that take advantage of where 2.0 because I mean I I, even as much of a nerd as I am even I have some standards and I love (laughs) the first generation Moto 360 I wore it every day but I'm aware that I'm making quite a statement by having this huge tuna can. It wasn't that big, but it was way bigger than what I was comfortable with. And just the simple fact that I can now get one that is about this a good, a good size for a man's watch, not particularly small, not particularly big. No one would give it a second look. Uh, on your wrist. That was such a big deal. And if I can get something that also has NFC, uh, also has uh, enough memory that I can run these uh, apps built in, uh, if it has an extra day or two of battery life, uh, boy, will that get me excited. And that will that get me to buy uh, yet another watch. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about it, but I'm aware that it is this is a time where a company needs the resources of Google to really say well we're or, or apple to say it doesn't matter if we don't have a runaway success the first couple of years we will still keep improving it because we are investing in the future so i don't know maybe maybe google will make their own android wear watch we can only hope
1: yeah there have been some rumors around that saying that um you know potentially in the new year around january february google's coming gonna come out with maybe even a, a line of watches you know with the pixel brand name we we won't know i guess until then i'm i'm with you andy i'm cautiously optimistic i'm maybe not quite as optimistic i I think these are all good things to add to a watch. I think this is going to make the platform, you know, even better. But the proof is in the pudding. It has to come with a whole bunch of new and exciting devices. If if they bring it out and the devices just get bigger and clunkier and, like, and fatter and you're like, here's the new Android Wear. I'm like, yeah, but look at those watches. Like, you know, they're watches only a mother or a father could love. Like... I don't know. That they're going to have to do something both with the software and and the hardware at the same time and it remains to be seen if they can pull that off. You know, they have to work with hardware partners and whatever else if they do their own maybe, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, that that's one that's one advantage that uh Google has over Apple mm-hmm. where they're perf- uh, Google is perfectly fine with having multiple uh, makers design watches. So not everybody will like uh, as as beautiful as I think the Apple Watch is. Some people are going to say, "Oh, square pillow Shaped watch, they. I don't like that. They they can have like lots of different companies making these. I wonder how cool it would be if Google were to simply say, "Guess what? We are making a new. Uh, we are making our own Pixel watch. But in addition to making it and selling it directly to, to consumers, we will just sell just like uh, uh, in China. You can just buy. Give me sell me a bag of one thousand quartz watch movements, and I will put them in whatever designer case that I. Michael Kors does not is not a watchmaker. He does not design his own watches. They have someone else do that. So so imagine if Google were to simply say, "Here is we, we, here is the exact shape, size, and weight, and this will fit into here, here's the here's the the, the 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 size and the shape of the plug you have to drill into a watch case, and it will fit perfectly." And by the way, please don't make the case out of this because it needs that needs an opening of this big to uh, for the uh, for the Bluetooth to fit in, and you need to have one push button anywhere, and then just simply say, "Anybody wants to use this, we will sell it to, this to you at cost plus five percent." And so Seiko can simply decide if they have. A popular case, they a popular watch. They can make an Android Wear version of it, or uh, Omega can make a, a, a version of that. Uh, and it would be it would be even better because I've loved uh, that would actually get me interested maybe in buying like a thousand dollar like uh, Omega watch. I don't even know if Omega's cost that uh, <laughs> as little as that. But the idea that if, if it was just if, if if I could just buy this this watch for a thousand bucks and then two or three years later when the innards are out of date, either replace it with brand new innards or just simply say, yeah, can you put them. Mechanical dial inside there because I've decided that I want to give now. I, now, that, now that I'm a new parent at 58, I want. I now have something that I want to actually give give to my kids. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, we should probably uh, wrap the show up, Andy. I can hear, I can hear Yasmin from wherever she is, you know, potentially listening to the show, yelling at us now. Uh, stop, you know, besmirching the the good name of Android Wear. You know, Android Wear is coming back. It's going to be amazing. I'm not going to be wearing a tablet on my wrist in 2017 like the the current sort of. She calls it a watch, Andy. I'm not sure that it is a watch. It's definitely a, a tablet made by. Um ah oh, forgotten the manufacturer the manufacturer of tablets whoever it was but speaking of kids there is probably one last thing we should mention and i do know one of the product managers who works on this so i'm super excited the google santa tracker 2016 yay hey, is now available you
0: can run santa but you can't hide from google <laughs>
1: Uh, and one of the one of the new things in there, Andy, is called Present Quest. I don't know if you've had a chance to have a look at this, but it looks <laughs> it looks pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a cool app. Have you have you tried it
1: yet? No, no, no. I got to install it after the show. I'm gonna. I've been yeah, waiting. So, so
0: th- so the actual Santa tracking doesn't kick in until the twenty fourth, because of course, if you're listening, children, Santa is obviously still in the North Pole. He hasn't he hasn't left yet, uh, but it will start tracking. They, they've also um, <laughs> something I only really learned from the press release: if you have Google Home, you can even say say, "Okay, slow mo, where's Santa?" and it will. Tell you where well, Santa yeah. is, uh, but if you go to the uh, Santa Tracker web, it's also it's a if the, uh, the there's a that's the Pokemon Go style game where it will uh, if you've got it on the on Android it will look for presence in the real world and you can take it to you know the designated. <laughs> Santa's toy drop-off spot, uh, and again, see, just like I said, at the, just like I said at the top, I trust Google, but there's, <laughs> oh, I always, I know what their business is, so I'm, I'm saying that if I were a prod, if I were a product manager at Google, I would be contacting the product manager of as soon as I've got wind of this feature, saying, here's a list of 831 places in the United States that we don't have really good mapping info for. Could you send? Could you hide present <laughs> here and have them take it there we don't know how to get pedestrians from this part of chicago's loop to the to the to the to the, the, the giant chrome beam in millennium park so i don't know if that's I, I don't i'm not saying that's what they're doing i'm saying that that's what if i were and I, i'm a very very untrustworthy person so i that's why it's good that i don't work for google but they at the on the website they have some cool games like a new game every single day uh, today's game just gives gives you uh, uh, uh uh, Santa's selfie <laughs> selfie app where he's in the barber chair and you can trim his beard and you can put ornaments in his hair and dye his hair and, uh, spritz him with perfume. And it's kind of fun yesterday's though. <laughs> it was there. There. I have to say, I approve this. It, it's this, uh, <laughs> It's like a dance dance revolution type game where an elf like does a dance and you you control like the elf next to her and you have to have the elf make the same dance. And you do it by like there's a tray of like instructions of, OK, step left, step right, kick left, jump up. And so what you're actually doing what it will tell you if you click a button is that you're actually actually writing JavaScript to control this other thing so it's you're they're secretly teaching kids JavaScript and I don't know if like if you're like a uh, I don't know how like a, what if you have like a multi-faith household what if what if like one parent? is a javascript developer the other one like is you sh- why if you're going to be teaching them javascript there should be equal time given to teaching them python as well we are not gonna <laughs> you're trying to indoctrinate them in one holy one holy scripting language when python is <laughs> but that's, that's pretty cool so i, I have to admit, these are designed for kids but i yeah i'm probably going to check out each new game as it pops up it's, it's kind of fun
1: Look, I think that's that's what the spirit of the holidays is all about, isn't it? It's, it's getting in touch with you and your child, you know, whether whether you're a Christian or whatever else or whatever you know religion you're into or not into. Perhaps I, I think there's something on that Google Santa tracker for everybody. I know that, yeah, that's. It's, I just think it's cool. And I, like I said, I know some of the people that work on this, and they're they're the nicest people in the world, Andy. I, I don't think they're tracking you. I don't think they're trying to get you to to map things. But maybe that's an idea for for next year if you're listening, Anchor. This one's for you. Um, the other thing that came out this week, I want to mention this really briefly because we do have to wrap up, is Google Trusted Contacts. Um, I tried it out this, this morning with Philip, the one of the guys here I work with, and it's it's a cool app. It's Android only at the moment where you can say, this person is a trusted contact and you can request, um, you can share your location with other contacts if you really want to, but kind of the headline feature is you can request someone's location. So if you're like, oh, I'm a bit worried about Philip, he hasn't turned up to work. Uh, you can press a button that requests his location and then Philip's phone actually kind of does this uh, super duper ringing notification that's like beep, beep, hello, Russell wants to to know where you are and if you don't respond to that within five minutes, you can say yes or no, but if you don't say yes or no within five minutes, it'll actually send you that person's location. So that is potentially a good safety feature. You know, if, if you've got kids or a wife or a husband that, you know, you're a bit worried about them, grandfather, what, whatever, yeah, there that, that could be a cool use for that. You know, we'll, we'll throw a link to it in the in the show notes, but... Like I say, Andy, we should wrap up. So maybe tell the fine people of the world of the internet where they can find you and all your things.
0: As usual, uh, you have to spell my last name to gain admittance into the Andy Anotko wonderland of facts, fun, and lies. Uh, I-H-N is in Nancy, A-T and in Tom, K-O. Uh, I'm at anatko.com for my blog. Uh, I'm Instagrammed on Anatko and Twitter on Anatko, and you can find my professional writings on suntimes.com.
1: Nice. So I am at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. Uh you can find our podcast at Material Podcast. You can also email us, materialpodcast at gmail.com. I will give you one other last tip as well. If you've got any complaints or you want to say how bad the show was or you've got any improvements, you can email uh, email. You can tweet at at Yasmeen Evian on Twitter. She's there for all your needs. <laughs> you can tell her, Oh, I can't believe you let these two white guys, you know, run the show by themselves. It, it turned went horribly, Yasmin. We want you back. In fact, you know, make Yasmin feel nice. Just tweet at her a little bit and just be like, "Hey, Yasmin, we missed you. I can't believe you weren't on this week's show. You know, make sure you never miss one again. It was it was terrible. You've already
0: cost us advertisers. We had no ads <laughs> today because it's finally <laughs> you are the draw for all all <laughs> of the people. All the people who listen to the show, who have money, who buy things, are you know, are Yasmin fans. So I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I also, I also want to apologize that I know it was uh, we should have prepared you. Uh, for that you'd be listening to a tech podcast hosted just by white males. I know that was weird. You know, that's
1: it's just not something the, the, you're used to mirroring on. The, in the I know it's just it's I, it sounded bizarre
0: to a podcast about technology without a female voice on it. And I know it was weird, but hey, it was weird for us, too. It was weird for us, too. Uh, but I promise you that uh, Yasmin will be back next week. And as a result, we will be at least 75 percent uh, smarter and more intelligent uh, and will probably be at least 10 minutes shorter in time because Yasmin is the person who is the person who, <laughs> who usually holds the stopwatch. <laughs> and she's very, very sweet, but I can always see that, OK, he, she's moving along. So maybe I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll save the story about the, the time that I went wandering off in Shanghai uh, for, for next week or some other time when she's not here
1: one more story that's
0: it there will be no more
1: stories
0: (laughs) well that's it for this week and again all the optimism for reasons to tune in next week thank you so much for listening this week have a great week and until then remember all else is immaterial Sorry, because, you know, Yasmeen uses the, the usual catchphrase, you know, stay immaterial. I can't pull it off. I've got to use a fake voice
1: to even say it and even know. I know you're not buying it. So that's I'd, why I use my own sort of thing. It's important, Andy. You can't you can't take someone else's thing and make it your own unless maybe you've got the accent or maybe you've got the way, you know, to say it or whatever. But if it's Yasmin's thing, it's Yasmin's thing. You know, you don't have to try and be Yasmeen. I've got it, yeah. Andy. You be you.
0: Ooh, that's a you should have done because because you, know, you got the you got the same voice that that Wolverine has like when he's not playing Wolverine but you got the Hugh Jackman <laughs> real Vol- you know, sort of
1: voice when he's at home you know by himself polishing his claws or whatever he does this this is how he talks people.
0: There you go.
1: Mm. I mean, this is going to probably be cut from the show. I don't know why we're but Wolverine Wolverine is cool we're we're,
0: we're saving this for the big holiday bonus episode that we don't (laughs) want to actually sit and record this will will be when we sweep up the floor underneath the editing table (laughs) and say any piece of tape that's longer than 23 inches just put it in the mix put it in it's the best of
1: (laughs) director's cut